This call is being recorded. Being recorded, a live emergency podcast from my car, running away from my work, where my boss could definitely listen to me knowing that on the internet, knowing that I do this podcast while I'm getting paid. Greg, hello. Adam Fox is a New York Ranger. How are you? I'm I'm great. I'm 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 good. I just saw the news as I was walking out of Endgame uh, for the second time, which begs the question, Ryan, how many times am I going to see Endgame for the Rangers to get everyone they need to get? I mean, you have to go at least, I think Panarin's probably a twofer, right? Like you need to do two more because Adam Fox is, that's an easy one in game get, but Panarin might be a three. Uh, he might be a three here. We'll see what happens with that. But Adam Fox, uh, surprising Tuesday afternoon news for the New York Rangers, especially because, well, I didn't expect this to happen. I don't know about you. Well, so soon at least. Yeah, I, the the timing in which it happens really the only thing that's surprising to me. It seemed inevitable as soon as the season ended. Um, we we've talked about it half serious, half jokingly. That all indications were Adam Fox was going to be a New York Ranger one way or the other. So it always made the most sense for the Hurricanes to get something for their dollar before it hit the open market. And uh, that it's what they did. I, you and I have talked about, I, I think we even said, I, I can't remember specifically, but I said, I, I think we asked the hypothetical question of, would we even trade the Winnipeg pick to make sure we get Adam Fox? And I don't think either of us immediately said no. I think I did, and I think I'm going to eat some crow here. Because not that I remember exactly everything I say in this podcast, because listen, we say a lot of shit here. But I believe I even went as far to say as I wouldn't trade the Rangers' second-round pick for Adam Fox, especially because he's still coming. And I'm here to tell you that I take that back now that it's happened. And I'm going to eat some crow, mostly because I feel like it's important to get your guy when you have the chance. And if the fact that they've already signed him or are beginning to sign him to an entry-level contract as of today means that, well, they got their guy. And this guy could play a lot of games for the New York Rangers next year. They can start developing in the way they want right now. And that's probably worth the pick, especially when you've stockpiled so many assets like Gordon has this offseason and, and season in general. Yeah, so the important ways to frame the Rangers trade in 37th pick. Worst case scenario is that is the third draft pick the New York Rangers will have in this draft. Best case scenario is that is the fourth draft pick the New York Rangers will have in that draft. So I think and that's, from that that's mindset, good. it's important to remember. Like, yes, it's a little jarring to see the Rangers traded the 37th overall pick. But when you equivalent it out to Adam Fox is basically the third guy the New York Rangers drafted this year, uh, I, I think that puts everything in perspective for me. The odds of the New York Rangers getting a player with as much upside or even current baseline value at 37th overall compared to Adam Fox, it's, it's infinitesimal. It, it's tiny. You usually make, do not get an impact player at 37. I want to make a really random and kind of nerdy reference in the way I can compare this. Okay. Yeah, you know, I'm sure maybe you in your day, you've played any card trading game at any point. I'm not saying yes. like Magic the Gathering, like trading I, baseball I, cards. Believe it or not, like Ryan, that. there was a time in my life where I actually played Magic the Gathering. Wow, Jesus Christ, I'm learning so much. Anyway, uh, some people would trade particular cards for the same value of packs. And in those packs, you don't know what's in them. They're mystery boxes. It could be anything. Boy, this could be a Hall of Fame player. Wow, this player could really change my franchise. And sometimes you would trade something of value for mystery boxes, pretty much what those packs are. And when you open those packs, it's a bunch of shit. But with Adam Fox, you know exactly what you've got and the player that's, that's available. He's 
Uh, one of the only players to score, I believe, was a point per game in college. Uh, a point and a half. Okay, point. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I sorry, I'm sitting in my uh, parking lot. I believe it's uh, a Walgreens parking lot away from my job. Um, and I, I just think you'd rather you'd rather have the known asset value for two because it's going to be two picks, right? Like he's going to play 30 games for the New York Rangers. I can't imagine there's a world where he doesn't. Well, it was. It, w- it would always be two picks. The difference is it's going to be two second rounders instead of a second and a third. Are you are we sure? Because of the what I was reading was it's only the third if he plays thirty games. I will check it right now. I'm pretty sure it's a third that becomes a second. But I thought Bob keep, was kind of being confused and everyone else was confused about what he was saying. Keep, but two keep seconds going. Is, keep going. Is, is I'm, nice I'm, I am twittering while you go. Okay. That sounds good. Um the thing is about two seconds though, if that is the case, um and yes, again I just made the choice about two mystery boxes. That is a big haul for Adam Fox. He's probably worth it. He probably was coming anyway. And it probably ends up even as a trade where you're saying this is prob- this guy was worth this this haul, but you probably could have got him at a better value. But you did it to get your guy. I mean, I can make examples, not hockey examples, unfortunately, but look when the Lakers didn't get Paul George. Hey, that didn't work out for them, did it? Uh, when they didn't get Kawhi. Hey, that didn't work out for them, did it? I have a lot of ways to shit on the Lakers, if you're asking. But the funny thing is, before just- we started podcasting, I was going to use Paul George as an example. Uh, just to clarify – Friend of the podcast, Rick Carpinello, does, does say it is a conditional third in 2020 that becomes a second if Fox plays more than 30 games next year. Um, okay. No, so, that is a serious – that's you know that's a really serious package to give up for someone like Adam Fox. But I, Adam Fox I just think, again, it, again, even if that becomes a second next year, if Matt Zuccarello resigns in Dallas, that will again be the third selection the New York Rangers would be making in next year's draft. And that's assuming – the New York Rangers don't recoup that second round pick in another trade that they make this offseason because part of acquiring Adam Fox, it opens another Pandora's box where the New York Rangers can now make even more moves this offseason. Uh, not that Adam Fox will be involved in them, but it frees up other players to be involved in trades right now, which is another part of the reason why I have no problem making the deal to make sure you get Adam Fox. Because like you said, for every LeBron James where it feels inevitable that he's going to the Los Angeles Lakers, there's a Paul George who it feels inevitable that he goes to the Los Angeles Lakers and then he, he changes. He's human. He decides he really likes Oklahoma City and he resigns there. Yeah, it seemed like all indications right now was that Adam Fox wanted to play for the New York Rangers. But if you told me after my junior year in college that after my senior year in college, I'd be moving to Savannah, Georgia, I wouldn't have believed you. Because I was a 20-year-old kid, 21-year-old kid, and my mind changes periodically at that age. Because the future is ahead of me. I don't know what I'm going to do tomorrow, let alone what I want to be doing in a year. Something could have changed in Adam Fox's mind and heart that swayed him away from signing with the New York Rangers. If he wants to be a New York Ranger right now, go guarantee yourself that he's going to be a New York Ranger. I got no problem with that, especially considering the New York Rangers... It seems like a high price because it seemed like an inevitability that he'd be a Ranger. I think any other team in the NHL would have been thrilled to only give up the 37th pick and a conditional third for Adam Fox. I think any other team would consider that a steal. Uh, I'm I'm still solidly with you there. And what if I told you because of Adam Fox, you might not have to re-sign Neil Pionk? Um. That that gets us to the, the next real question about this, right? Adam Fox, right-handed mm-hmm. defenseman. I think it's not the end of the world, nor is it a step back in his development if he spends a little time in the AHL to start the season. But You mean like the, 52 games worth? 
<laughs> no, I don't. I don't think you rigged the system so Adam Fox plays less than uh, thirty games as a Ranger next year. But you could. Um, at the same time, you don't acquire Adam Fox now unless you think he could make an impact on your team next season. Which one feeds into my longstanding theory that the New York Rangers do not plan on being outright bad next year. An amazing day for your theory. I have to be I, perfectly frank just, because I've been trying this, to tell you really for literally a year and a half now. Did not believe you. Um, but two, it, it does add a question to the right side of the Ranger defense. And it's not a bad question to ask because the Rangers do not have three right-handed defensemen who should have full claim to roster spots. Uh, they do not. But it, it also – it also lends the question of it, it wouldn't make a whole lot of sense for the New York Rangers to give both Tony D'Angelo and Neil Pionk long-term extensions this year unless they know they're trading Kevin Shattenkirk. And I don't know why you would put Shattenkirk in a position to be the odd man out in that defensive lineup. I do think the logical thing from where we stand, from everything we saw this season to everything we know to be true, is that Neil Pionk should be the odd man out. Unfortunately, we haven't seen anything to indicate the New York Rangers feel the same way. So that question is going to linger as long as he is a restricted free agent and not signed to his next contract. But what we do know is this, this allows the Rangers to be as creative as they want to be with Kevin Shattenkirk and Neil Pionk. If they want to keep Shattenkirk and do something with Pionk that removes him from the organization, fantastic. If they just want to straight up non-tender Pionk, which seems highly unlikely, sure, fine, whatever, you don't lose anything. It just means that one of those three defensemen, at least one of those three defensemen, D'Angelo, Shattenkirk, and Pionk, could be used in a deal to do something creative. Like maybe, maybe you trade Shattenkirk on July 1st for another second-round pick and – Maybe a middle six forward, maybe I don't. I don't know. Uh, it again. Yeah, it that's seem- a that's an interesting hypothetical um, that you can't really rule out. To be honest, I mean the way Brooks kind of shits on Shattenkirk these days, I'm like a little surprised by it. It's it's a he, off-putting. He's not alone though. A lot of Rangers writers, including again friend of the podcast Rick Carpinello, are extremely hard on Kevin Shattenkirk, and you know that it goes back to the question of have people put realistic expectations on what Kevin Shattenkirk is defensively. Uh, You and I did grades not even 12 hours ago on this podcast. And I wouldn't say we gave Shattenkirk necessarily rosy, exceptional grades, but neither of us thought he was a failure. Um, It's, it, it just, it adds a variable and which is, it's great for us because now we have 25 new things to talk about on the podcast this summer. Uh, And it's, it's great for the Rangers because the world is their oyster. Whatever direction the Rangers want to go, they can go. What we know now is that Adam Fox, who is a almost consensus top 50 prospect in the NHL, is in the organization. If he's not NHL ready right now, it's hard to believe he won't be NHL ready by January 1st. He seems to be a high-impact defensive prospect, something the Rangers desperately needed. This trade checks every box if you're the New York Rangers. And anyone saying, well, they should have just waited the year to get him for free, again, you eliminate that variable of him changing his mind because that's all it takes. All it takes is Adam Fox to be like, imagine the Carolina Hurricanes win the Stanley Cup this year. 
And all of yep. a sudden, Adam Fox is property of a Stanley Cup champion. You don't know for sure that he'd be like, no, not for me. I'm good. I'll go somewhere else. You don't know that. So now you've eliminated the question. Now you can or e- build or even the way you want to build with the guy you want to build with. Even worse, he sees that Jack Hughes is now, you know, with the Devils. Or he like is like you really like Barry Trotz or something like that, where he goes to the Devils of the Islanders. Like, if you're a Ranger fan and then you lost Adam Fox to one of your big time rivals, imagine he was a flyer. You know what I mean? Like, he just went somewhere else. You would be really hurt, and we would be we would be screaming at Gordon. Why didn't you trade one of these picks? We had all these options. You can't have it both ways. You really can. And I and I truly believe if we waited and he went to another team, we'd be screaming at Gordon and cursing at him. Like, how could you not trade one of these picks? They turned out to be nothing. We could have gotten Adam Fox. Blah 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 blah. Yeah, the whole reason, and we've talked about this multiple times. We've talked about it at nauseum last offseason, too. The whole reason why you stockpile picks is to give yourself options. And that's exactly what the New York Rangers did. They had more bullets to play with than any other team in the NHL, and they took their shot. They got their one of their guys. Adam Fox was clearly part of the New York Rangers' long-term plan, and they guaranteed themselves Adam Fox with this deal. And they did so by trading their at worst third most valuable pick in this year's draft again there's there's a pot if the rangers really like the guy at 36 they still have enough pieces to trade up and go get him especially if the stars pick turns out to be a second rounder you have two second rounders to use to trade up it's very plausible to do that and the rangers have number two i was just gonna say they have number two and they have something no worse than 22nd from the Jets. Those are two high-end prospects that should be graded highly compared to whoever the Rangers were going to take at 37. Exactly. And it's hard to find people that will play in the NHL anywhere. I mean, I've passed, once you get past like a certain amount of picks, I don't know the exact statistics on it. I'm sure Drew Way does. But like I'm sure as, as soon as you get past like pick 30, it's hard to find NHL players. Like people who are actually just going to contribute. What are the, like, I wonder, I'm sure we'll get this, this answer and someone will say it to us. I wonder what, by pick 35, what is the average amount of, uh, that a player would actually make the NHL? Like how much, how many percentage even make it? Um, and I'm assuming it's not as high as you'd, you'd probably think. You might think that a second round pick is a guaranteed NHL player. That is not always the case. It just uh, truly well, we, we had, um, we had Namita on the podcast last year and she broke down draft values for us. And I think, as soon as you get I into forget, the sorry. 20s, as soon as you get into the 20s, I think the odds of it being an NHL regular drop to about 5%. It's That's low. That's insane. Yeah, like, and we know Adam Fox right now is probably NHL ready from what we could see. I'm just looking up, find out. Who, I'm looking up who was taken 37th overall last year. Okay, um, you do that. But, yes, uh, uh, my – I think my analogy of, of opening packs of cards and hoping you get something shiny in there is the best way to really view this as a fan. And that's why you ended up paying the extreme price of probably two second, second rounds uh, for a guaranteed guy who might end up being uh, your number one or number two right-hand defender uh, for the next, what, how many years? Ten years? Well, like, what if I told you Adam Fox is going to play for the Rangers for ten years? I mean, you would be like, yeah, guaranteed, sign me up. He's going to be a number one defender. And you would, you would, there would be no doubt in your mind about it. 37th overall pick last year, Vancouver Canucks de- selected defenseman Jet Wu, who I know is someone Drew Way liked in the later end of the first round last year. Um, mm-hmm. For context, the Rangers, of course, took Olaf Lindbaum 39th overall. The Islanders took Bodie Wild 41st overall, who many people like. 
Adam Ginning went 50th, Akil Thomas 51st. So you basically turned someone like an Adam Ginning or Akil Thomas into Adam Fox, and I think you make that trade every day. Yep, and especially it's going to be the, the, the second second rounder is really what, you know, puts it over the top here and makes it a good deal for Carolina. Well, not a great deal for Carolina, but it makes them, it makes it palatable. Is that an appropriate term for Carolina? Uh, palatable is an appropriate term. Yeah, because I bet you the Rangers more than anything else in this world were like, here's the Tampa Bay Lightning second rounder. That's what we're going to offer you. And if I'm the Hurricanes, I'd be like, that's not going to be enough. Give me the Winnipeg pick. So, of course, meeting in the middle is basically either the it's 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 the Rangers pick is what meeting in the middle really is. Um, so I got I, again, I don't have any problem. The guy at 37, the odds of him being Adam Fox are slim. So I, I don't have a problem. And while I would have been reluctant to trade the Winnipeg pick, honestly, wouldn't have said no to that pick either. Just because if you told me the Rangers first two draft picks in this year's draft ended up being Capo Caco and Adam Fox, that's a slam dunk of a draft. Yeah, that's And now you're good. telling me the Rangers' first three picks, you're locked in on Adam Fox as your third pick, basically, in this draft. And you're going yeah, to Jack get or one of Jack Hughes or Capo Caco. And then you're going to get a solid player, 18 to 22. Let me um, – a couple names you may remember from last year that went between 18 and 22. 21st overall defenseman Ryan Merkley who was mm-hmm. a fan favorite of Drew Way. And 22nd overall, a guy named Keandre Miller, who the New York Rangers traded up the draft. Yeah, and uh, one thing before I get out of here, because I am still on the clock. Uh, <laughs> uh, I know Drew said that immediately Adam Fox becomes the best defensive prospect, like, by a lot in the uh, New York Rangers system. And that's not, not saying anything about uh, Keandre Miller. It's just more saying about Adam Fox. A lot Correct. of Drew references on this podcast. Shout and, out to Drew. And that's, that's, it's, not a, it's not a slam at all on Keandre Miller, Adam Fox is a Hobie Baker finalist who has three mm-hmm. years of college hockey under his belt and is simply a more polished defenseman right now than Keandre Miller is. That's not to say Keandre Miller's done, neither player's done developing. That's the exciting part about, part about this. The even more exciting part about this, the New York Rangers now have both Adam Fox and Keandre Miller in their system. They don't have to choose between the two. They have both of them. They're good. It's, it's hard to imagine a better the only way the day could have been better for the Rangers is if for some reason Panarin came out and said, by the way, I have a deal signed with the Rangers. I'm just waiting for this. <laughs> Once I'm done with this, this hell of a Bruin series, I'm going to the Rangers, buddy. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. Got to see end game some more. All right. This has been an emergency podcast. I hope y'all enjoy all 17 people that messaged me and asked if this would be an emergency podcast. We did it for you. And I appreciate you listening. Um, anything else you want to get in here, Greg, before we get out of here? Oh no. The good news is, we're going to have even more reactions uh, less than a week from today when we do our regular scheduled podcast. We'll be talking Adam Fox all next week. Hope to see you guys then. Till then, bye-bye. It takes years to build a business that sustains a family and is worth passing on. At Sandy Spring Bank, we work closely with clients to provide the financing, cash management, and deposit products necessary to grow a business. So your life's work will continue to prosper Once it's in someone else's hands, we believe real banking is a conversation. Let's talk about your business. Visit sandyspringbank.com slash business. Credit products offered by Sandy Spring Bank.